No intro today, I guess. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, inside the game, guys, we're here with you, uh, along with Phil Mullinax, and we've got this, uh, uh, and we got a reason for this. Day. This is my fault. Uh, we redid all of our commercials, and um, I think the system got a little overloaded there. Uh, but uh, on Fridays, we usually do the the football intro anyway. So, uh, and we missed that because there's no game tomorrow. It looked like JC. It looked like it was running, but hey, all right. <laughs> it did. On your yeah. see, my it, it's not showing up on my end. So I, I was. I apologize for that. Every folks in the chat box did the. Did it do that? Uh, yeah, let us know. Did the uh, was the intro? Did the intro play? I don't know. <laughs> um, anyway, th- this is inside the game. Got the show. JC Sherbert here, along with Phil Mullinax, uh, on a Friday. I hope everybody's still basking in the glow of victory last week and live living in victory, as the as the uh, church says. John says no intro Friday. So uh, cold, the cold open, if cold you will. Open cold Friday. open Friday. Cold open Friday. That, well, hey, thanks. You gave me a knee at the show. So Jan said just the countdown. So, but um, okay. So on that note, um, I've been we've been thinking about. You guys know we have advertisers here that keeps the show going. It's a necessity. Uh, and, and what I don't want the show to become, because uh, there are shows out there like this uh, through no fault of the host because they work for, you know, companies or whatever. They have to uh, protect their bottom line. Uh, this is an independently uh, owned and operated enterprise. Um, and, and we got a lot of them and, and they're good people and they're fans and, and we want to take care of them. Uh, but I, I, th- I also want to take care of all our listeners. And so what, what I thought was, including our podcast audience. So, so I made a dec- an executive decision here with Phil. Phil and I voted uh, two to zero. Oh. <laughs> uh, my dog, nil. it's World Cup season. Two nil. <laughs> two nil. <laughs> my dog Red abstained, and Lizzie the turtle voted no, but she doesn't get a vote because she's on probation. But um, we uh, we made this decision to uh, okay. So we're gonna have because at, at the bottom of the hour, top of the hour, we always have like these five minute breaks. They're epically long, right? Uh, I thought that was too much. So we're going to have short break, but more of them. So we're going to do a short break at like 15, uh, the first couple of hours, and no more than like a minute, minute 20. Uh, I think one's 30 seconds. Uh, And then a short break at the bottom of the hour, top of the hour. Um, So you're going to have, you know, more time with us, uh, but more pauses in the action. Uh, so to speak, um, you know, uh, Clint does say that, that you can hear everything in my mic when you're typing and stuff. Yeah, I, I need to stop that. I'm so used to, uh, I guess, uh, like on, on, on JC and Morgan or when I, you know, I, I, I'm so used to like uh, putting it on mute or whatever. And I don't I, I'm not uh, I'm not I'm like a big dumb animal. Like I'm a bull in a china shop, if you will, with this thing. But I did adjust my mic today. Uh, I moved it up a little bit away from some other things. Um, and I'm trying to say stay very still below my neck uh, because I, I think that's my problem. I fidget around, do this, that, and the other. Uh, and um, and I'm sorry because I'm sorry for that, too. That's something else we're trying to fix. Uh, you know, this thing's a work in progress. It's a live show. Um it's just me and Phil, you know, but uh, so, so those, those are the plans, you know, w- with regards to the, the show uh, with the break. So if you hear more breaks, just understand we'll be right back. I mean, it's going to do that 
uh, quickly. Uh, Inside the Game Guys, the show is sponsored exclusively by Express Sunrooms in Columbia. Uh, if you're looking to build a sunroom or, or whatever other products they have, uh, give John Barber a call. You can see that on the scroll at the bottom of the page. 803-446-4662 or John B. at expresssunrooms.com. And John will be joining us. He's J.B. Kingmancock, by the way, with some bigger news to come uh, at some point next week. We got some other guys there uh, to do that. All right. Gamecocks play men's basketball tomorrow. Um, Georgetown. I don't know. Probably be ugly. <laughs> uh, although George. Georgetown wasn't very good last year. Expectations low, right? I'll say this though: they, you know, uh, Gigi Jackson tweets out apologies to the fans for the way we played uh, after a twenty-four point loss to George Washington. I Man, I've been watching Carolina basketball a long time. They've played George Washington a lot. I don't even remember the Gamecocks losing to them. Maybe like in '86 when George Felton. I remember they played them. They may have lost by four. But they lost by 24 points to GW. Shoe buddy, that's the game you throw in because you're going to Georgetown and you want your team to go tour the mall, the National Mall, and stuff like that. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. Yeah. And at least come uh, out know, of there breaking even. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, like, like, and I remember Dave Odom did something similar to this. Dave went out and it was crazy because they, they played like SC in, in Los Angeles and then UC Irvine. Uh, and they beat SC uh, and then got smoked by UC Irvine uh, during the Odom era. I don't remember which year that was specifically. My memory is good, but I tell you, no, there's so many non-conference basketball games. Unless it's just one that stands out that's, like, special, I don't remember it. Uh, Craig's on his way to Chuck Town as we go to the award-winning Nana's Porch chat box. I'm going to catch up with some of these right now. Also, the mailbag. Don't forget Michael Flint, I believe, second hour. Uh, Craig's on his way to Chuck Town. Sweet. Sonder, Sonder, I guess, lives in Charleston. It's like, we're full unless you're only visiting. And then enjoy your stay. <laughs> I guess people are moving there, right? Uh, Craigers North Charleston. Jared's in the fine, uh, fine weekend in the Great Smoky Mountains of Tennessee. Uh, I'm probably going to go down there uh, this summer. Take the, take the fiancé and the, the boys uh, and all that good stuff. Um, and uh, Phil says that's what he tells folks coming to Greenville. Get out! Yeah, it's like, yeah, well, all right, yeah, it's okay. Drop in for a few and then get on home. Where are y'all? Yeah, no, no <laughs> doubt. No doubt. Uh, AJ2 says, been engrossed to the World Cup this week, but during my lunch hour, I feel obligated to stop in and say, ha, 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 Clemson. Yeah, we, we, we've added some uh, some notes of interest during the commercial breaks about that game. Um <laughs> AJM said, uh, I know you all missed my hard-hitting analysis. By the way, Satterfield. Yeah, it's good he's gone. Um, Tristan says, another day, another holla. Holla, Tristan. Uh, Jan, Jan talks about the helicopter flying over again. Yeah. <laughs> Remember <laughs> that stupid helicopter? Uh, no intro Friday. GC fans says, morning, JC and Phil. Um, Austin says, I will be basking for the next 55 weeks. And Jan says, should be 51 weeks, Austin. Beat you to it. Uh, okay, so are we heading to Tampa? GC, I said, pull this up. I want to, I want to discuss yeah, this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. And he puts the emoji with the, the guy's hand over his face. Um, probably. Uh, yeah, it now, looks like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you don't want to, if Ohio State makes the playoff, I honestly don't know what's going to happen um, with regards mm-hmm. to the opponent uh, in the Relia Quest Bowl. 
Uh, and in that case, if I'm Ray Tanner and Chance Miller and, and, and the new president and Shane Beamer and everyone else, I'm going all in and, and saying, no, 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 no. We're not going there. We want to play in the Gator, you guys. You know, and I, I'm, I'm kind of showing my butt about it, right? Um, but uh, there is a clause. If, if Ohio State goes to the Orange Bowl, which people expect, the ReliQuest can take an ACC team. They know Carolina wants to play Notre Dame. Uh, to me, I'm going to say this, and, and I know I know trips to Tampa get old because that's the bowl Carolina's been to the most. Um, but I'll remind everybody in the eighties, the Gamecocks went to three, four bowls, three, three times they went to Jacksonville and filled it up all three times. And that was, that was more frequently, uh, than these days. Um, and it's something different. It's Notre Dame. Uh, and I, and I think honestly for the football program, I'm not talking about the fans because I totally understand uh, Tampa again. Um, and then some people, the date, you got to work because uh, this year the New Year's games are on, on the second. Uh, it's best for the program to play Notre Dame. Uh, bottom line, uh, if they get the Citrus, I think that's kind of an equal or, or a little bit lesser exposure, but the Citrus is the biggest bowl outside of the New Year's Six. Um, and that can still happen too. But I, I think it's just – I think you want to play big brand name teams uh, and, and try to beat them. Uh, and, you know – I know a lot of you weren't alive in the 80s. I'm, I'm finding that out now. You know, Danny Ford got a lot of mileage uh, in the late 80s, and, and they probably Clemson could, and he not gotten fired. Clemson may have won another national title at some point because they were kind of rolling, and then he abruptly got fired and was gone. But they, he made a living. You know, they played in the Citrus Bowl back to back years because back then the ACC champion went uh, and beat Penn State and Oklahoma in 87 88. Uh, in Orlando, um, and you know they weren't, those weren't championship bowl games or anything like that. But knocking off those big brands, you know that 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 got them a lot of mileage. You got Ken Hatfield enough players to win the ACC his first year, and then you know it, it fell out. Um, likewise with South Carolina, uh, I think beating Nebraska, Michigan, Ohio State, Miami uh, in bowl games, uh, I, I think that's always good. I, I, mean, I think Independence Bowl. Miami wasn't worth a crud, you know, but the Gamecocks can still say, like, look, we, we, you know, and Notre Dame is a brand-name team. I mean, this program has beaten Georgia. It's beaten Alabama. It's beaten Clemson. It's beaten Ohio State. It's beaten Michigan, um, you know, in the last 20 years. Think about that. Um, yeah. You know, Carolina, Carolina owns a, a Florida, you know, Miami. Carolina owns a lot of scalps uh, with some of these brand-name teams. And they don't always beat them, but they have. Uh, and the more you do that, uh, I think the better it is for your program, your history, your tradition, and all that. One scout they do not have, even though they did one the last time they played them in 84, is Notre Dame. Um, and, and Notre Dame's been a playoff team, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, there we well, go. And to that point, JC, Brad Crawford this morning said that there's also the possibility that if we do end up playing in the Reliant West Bowl and having to go to Tampa, if we don't play Notre Dame, the other opponent, as opposed to it being all that Illinois talk we heard earlier, was it could be Florida State. That's true. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, he did. Because they have not it. played in a Florida Bowl game in six years is how – talk about abyss. <laughs> I, you know, I – I kind of think Florida State may go to the Gator, uh, mm -hmm. and actually, my my friend that works at works for Florida State, 
uh, thinks it's the cheese it. But but here's the here's the scenario there where it could end up being FSU if Clemson. Well, see, I don't know because Clemson. Oh, here's what could happen. Let's let, let, let's let's get our brains and yeah, you know, oh, yeah. right. turn the Actually, speculation when, bucket near. <laughs> when, when we get when we get past past our our first break here, I'll get I'll, I'll come back and I'll tell you how. Uh, it actually could end up that Carolina does end up in the Gator when all is said and done, but some crazy stuff has to happen. So we're going to take this first mini break back in 30 seconds inside the Gamecocks the show. Gamecock Nation, do you need a place to stay for the big game? Many hotel booking engines keep all the commissions, but at Fan Plans, you support inside the Gamecocks, still earn your hotel loyalty points, and you receive an email with direct confirmation from the hotel. Whether you are visiting Columbia to cheer on Carolina or hitting the road to follow the team, get in the stands with fan plans. This is Coach O. Now back to the show. Go Tigers in the soul. Here we go. Back inside yeah. the game. Guys. So, like so, so just quick and painless. That's fanplans.com, by the way. When the bowl is announced, you guys that are making travel plans, if you want to support not only the podcast, but also Carolina Rise, you know, we need NIL money. Uh, there's going to be a percentage of our commission that, that, that goes into the collective. Um, book through fanplans.com. And you can use your hotel rewards numbers. No skin off your back. Uh, just uh, book, book through fanplans.com. And we'll have more information about that when the bowl's announced. But I want to go ahead and get you guys familiar with it. Um, okay, so let's say North Carolina beats Clemson. All right. Well, and and Ohio State ends up in the Orange Bowl as expected. All right. Well, Clemson's probably not a New Year's Six at that point. Mm. Um, did the cat knock over your coffee cup? <laughs> I can't. I'm like getting into free. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and. Uh, Uncanny, you know, they just went, Oh, it's showtime, let's go upstairs. Yeah, cats are like, Oh, camera, camera. Um, yeah. so, so, all right, so, so let's say North Carolina beats Clemson in the in that, so this is North Carolina, the Orange Bowl. All right, so Clemson played in the Cheese It last year, so I think that sends Florida State most likely to Orlando and the Cheese It because I think the Cheese It has the next selection. So where's Clemson going to go? Well, in that case, Clemson could probably end up in in, in the Relia Quest, and thus send. And then then they can't match Clemson and Carolina again. There's no way I'd agree to that if I'm South Carolina. No, um, no, and that's no. what makes it the Gamecocks to the Gator, or it may send Clemson to the Gator. I, I don't I don't know exactly or Clemson to the summer. I don't know exactly where Clemson would go. Uh, I know they played in the Cheez It Bowl last year though, so that would that would probably send them to either Tampa or Jacksonville or, or El Paso or wherever else they have them in the ACC. Cause I, I don't think at 10 and three, they would make the new year six. Um, so anyway, that's, that's my, my talk there. John says, JC announces tomorrow's men's basketball game. Phil noticeably stiffens, sighs and shakes his head. LOL. Um, <laughs> and I think it's on top of Joey. Joey's like, wow. While Suggs is talking about a game on the radio, he suddenly says, I'll give it back to you. Like Todd is, Scowling at him. Well, Todd, he runs over him sometimes. Tommy will run over Todd. And man, as long as Tommy's announced and Todd's been in the booth with him now for 20 years, 
I wouldn't care. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if I want to cheer and say, they've done it, I'm going to do it. You know, at <laughs> yeah. this point, it doesn't matter. Um, Queasy says, uh, the best part about a one-point win against Clemson is every Clemson fan was still in the stands when the game was final. Would not have happened had we blown them out. (laughs) See the misery and pain. We want you to see it and feel it. Yeah. Uh, There's a video on this. There's a video here on our YouTube page. It has the crowd at the end of the game, and they're all still sitting there. Um, Yeah, that's pretty – that's pretty sweet, I guess, when you beat your rival and that happens. Uh, award-winning Nana's porch chat uh, chat box rolls on. Um, Beamer on Chuck Oliver says Spencer Rattler plans to play in the bowl. Yeah, that's what I've been hearing. Uh, I, I didn't expect Rattler to opt out of the bowl. I don't expect Rattler to hit the transfer portal. I think it's either NFL or come back to Carolina. And, and I think given the way the season unfolded um, – you know, because I think if he kept struggling, he may have gone to another school, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, not that he was never ever unhappy here, but, you know, you struggle that bad, maybe you need a, a fresh breath. But then he played so well the last two, I think the NFL's back on the table. So it's kind of a catch-22. Uh, but, yeah, Rattler, uh, I'm not surprised. Uh, Cam Smith signed with an agent. Good for him. Top half of the first rounder. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if the Cam's going to play, but he's he's going to be drafted pretty high. Uh, Clint's holding out hope for Orlando. Uh, here, here's Will. Here's Will's thing. If Missouri can refuse to play Kansas in a bowl game, USC can flex their muscles too. I have some thoughts about this. First and foremost, Missouri. I don't know. They're about to get hit pretty hard in the transfer portal. They already have um, their grad transfers are already declaring. Yeah, they're out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kansas doesn't really have a lot of guys that I think will leave. Those two schools are big. They, they, they're like Clemson and South Carolina or Ohio State and Michigan. Uh, you know, people wonder about these manufactured rivalries for Missouri, like Carolina with the trophy and the, the Arkansas game, even though Arkansas is closer to Missouri than any other school. They hate Kansas and Kansas hates them. Uh, and so they wanted to, to prepare them together. The SEC, though, is very like they're they're not they they've never made Texas play Texas A&M in a bowl, for example, um, and that kind of thing. Uh, so that's the deal there. Hunter says Tom Herman took the job, and, and as far as the Carolina goes, I'd I'd flex my muscle too, and I'd be like, this is completely unfair that you're sending us here again, and and all that. Uh, if the opponent is not Notre Dame, you know, or Florida State, I'll take Florida State too. Florida State, Carolina, and Tampa. That's awesome. a good brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They're they're hot. It'd be really two of the hottest teams in college football. Um, and I don't mind playing Purdue in Orlando just because it is the citrus. You know, it, it, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm with you there. Uh, Hunter says Ter- Herman took the job at Florida Atlantic. Fingers point more to Browns coming now. Uh, you know, I don't know that Kendall Browse is even the top candidate. Uh, from what I heard, he did want that head coach. So to take a, like a coordinator job at either Carolina or Auburn or someplace like that, um, I kind of feel like he will leave Arkansas. Um, you know, he, he that had to be a bridge that got crossed. So uh, if Beamer, Beamer wants to hire Browse, I think that that was a, a big situation. Um, and I, I don't know why Beamer wouldn't, but – Maybe he's like, you know, there's a lot of other names out there uh, in the mix. Uh, 
Cleese says they were anybody remember the Blockbuster Bowl. The first one was Florida State and Penn State. And I, I, I do. And you know that the Blockbuster Bowl became the Carquest Bowl. Yep. And that was the first South Carolina Bowl victory in 1994. So they played it at Joe Robbie Stadium, which is now, what is it, Hard Rock, Land Shark, whatever they're calling it. Where I think it's back play. to, yeah, I think it's Hard Rock now. Yeah, back to Hard Rock. John's praying for Clemson versus Tennessee. Yeah. Because if Clemson, everybody's talking about, oh, Ohio State will roll Clemson. Ohio State may have 15 guys opt out. Okay. Yeah. And and you know you know how Dabo is going to rally the troops and, and and encourage people not to opt out. Nobody opted out last year for the Cheez It Bowl. You think they went for the Orange Bowl? Uh, and uh, so so with that kind of depletion on Ohio State's roster, the Clemson could win. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Here we go. Uh, nice new commercial, lads. John says thank you. Uh, Clint's like I'm the only one that wants Purdue in Orlando. Nah, I'd be all for it. I'll be in Orlando, Clint. That way, I don't have to change cities. I'll just go. <laughs> I'll, I'll just roll right up I four to that Universal uh, area and and party there. <laughs> yeah, head across um, town. <laughs> yeah, uh, Clint's like JC's looking like a kung fu movie. LOL. Yeah, because I'm trying not to make the reverb sound with my mic. <laughs> It's not uh, that you accompany that though with uh, there's a bit of a lag in your internet today, so it's it is kind of funny. I've, I've been enjoying it. Oh. <laughs> Boom. I wish I had a, it's times like this, Phil. I wish I had a gong, right? Okay. Gong. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Matt, Matt, I forgot. Matt, his wife would be the worst if Carolina plays Florida State, married to a Florida State guy. Well, how do you think I feel about Notre Dame? <clears throat> <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm seriously gonna sleep outside. So these maybe are maybe. making for some interesting houses divided here. These bowl matchups, right? <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Uh, James says his favorite was in Clemson at second nineteen, and Todd says Clemson second longer than a dirt road in Pickens County. I, why would he say that on nineteen though? Because I, you know that Clemson could pick that up, man. If it was thirty-five, Fort feel free. Feel free. Oconee County probably has more dirt roads, too. Um, 76 is Don't Make Me Miss Blockbuster. Looking for new movies that weren't available going through the Dropbox. Yeah, it was like the Hunger Games. Um, (laughs) On the message board today, they asked me, they're like, why why do you not like a Christmas story? Uh, And I've never really gotten into it. You know, I'm I'm a Christmas vacation guy, elf. Uh, it's a wonderful life. I do think today's poll question, by the way, is is Die Hard a Chris, Christmas movie or not? Uh, oh. People, they're going to get going on it. Uh, I, you know. So anyway, that's that's the poll question for today. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? But, but so anyway, it was during the era of Blockbuster or the local video store where they you know, got the card catalog out and checked you out. Could not find Christmas Vacation anywhere. Uh, ex-wife and I were jonesing for it. It was the one year we had to stay in Nashville for Christmas and didn't get to go home. We're like, let's just watch Christmas Vacation. So meanwhile, on WTBS, they had a 24-hour A Christmas Story marathon. And we both we both were like very lukewarm about that movie. It made me hate it. Um, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Some people are saying yes. Uh, Justin has an interesting point. Curveball on OC. Let's say Sat didn't call the second half against Kentucky, and let's say the conspiracies are true, and he didn't call the Tennessee and Clemson game. 
thoughts on Beamer giving that guy the OC job? Uh, well, he called him. I mean, I was in the stands at Kentucky, and and I, and I know the body language is a little different. But, you know, if you think about it, though, when, whenever Sat was calling plays, even when they struggled on the sidelines, he, he didn't – he wasn't like – Signal like Spurry or signaling stuff in, or, or like most, he just kind of stood there and read into the play sheet. So, um, I do think he had some help in all of those instances and some suggestions. Uh, and the last two games, I think the head coach gave him some <laughs> uh parameters. Uh, I, I, th- I think Shane Beamer went Nick Saban because Nick Saban, when you work for him on offense, he lets you run your own offense, but he's like, Well, here's what you will not do, you will not do this, you will not do that, you will not do that. Yeah, here's what you will do. You'll do this, and uh, I think I think I think a Saban esque power play was in in in, in uh, you know there. Um, well, we saw the last meaningful play, you know, in the Clemson game was obviously the players having to override his initial inclination to not give it to a the hot hand and b you know one of the best players on the team. <laughs> it, <laughs> shouldn't, game, isn't that kind you know? of telling? With, with yeah, Eric, I mean, that Eric was. Douglas. That was so damning, you know, that it really was to me. It was just like, wow, you know, your offensive lineman's like, no, <laughs> give it to this guy. The game will be over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Dos Benditos, Josh Van shined some lights on Sats play call in the last two weeks. Yeah, check out his podcast. I have not seen it yet, uh, but I'll go look at it. Saunders says sneaking into the adult section at the video stores was a coming-of-age experience. Yeah, you know, the Playboy video and, and then the penthouse video was a little – I'm not going to get into all that right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, John says Shane put the bumpers up in the bowling alley. Yeah, I, that's that's a very good analogy, John. Excellent. A very, yeah. very mm-hmm. good analogy. Uh, I like that. And um, 76 believes that Die Hard is a Christmas movie, perfect movie for Christmas. So um, – and Die Hard would not exist without Christmas. And look at the Christmas sweater, like the Nakatomi Plaza Christmas annual Christmas party. That, that mm-hmm. stuff's hilarious. I liked that. That was a great movie, too. Die Hard. I liked all of them. I liked, actually, I did not see that. None of the Die Hards, would I say, were bad. Uh, the original was the best, and, and the one with the plane, I think it was two. That was uh, that was second best. But then, I mean, like the one later on with Samuel L. Jackson was fine and, you know, all that. Yeah, they were still stuff. good, action-packed. That's what you're looking for in that kind of movie anyway. Well, the, well, I thought the one where he went to Russia with his kid to find his kid or whatever is a little a little different, but uh, maybe a little more realistic. Um, so that's the deal there. Sugar Ray has a great take, and then we'll get in our second break. Biggest takeaway from the season? Our exits, South Carolina's exits, are finally equaling our entrances into William Willie B. Very good. Mm-hmm. Very good thing now. Um, ho, 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 now I have a machine gun. <laughs> I have a machine gun. All right. Second break, first hour. Michael Flint joining us top of the second inside the game. Crash the show. Remember, these breaks will be shorter, so you don't have time to go do uh, your business in the bathroom and grab a beer before you're back. You, you, you can do one or the other. Uh, this is Inside the Game Constant Show. We'll be back after these messages. Hey, man, are you sick and tired of your business computer guy? Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests. Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues, and I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. You know what, Phil? Let's ask Stone Blanton. 
Hey JC and Phil, if you want a solution to your IT problems, give Heritage Digital a call. Our boy Matt Odom has a low cost, one price solution that will get you running right. Call 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com and ask for Matt. He will hook you up today and tell them Stone City. If you're looking to sell or buy multifamily property right here in South Carolina, the Burgesson team of Remax at the Lake can help you get to closing fast and easy. Adam and Derek Burgesson both are very proud Gamecocks and are more than happy to assist you with any of your commercial real estate needs all across the state. You can email Adam at aburgesson at remax.net. That's A-B-E-R-G-E-S-O-N at remax.net to get your next deal underway. The Burgesson team proud sponsors of inside the gamecocks family vacations a new car a new boat all cost money but you don't necessarily have to make more to afford any of that if you can save cash that's flying out the window now i help consulting can help you finally get the kids to disney world upgrade the minivan or drop that new boat in the water next summer let daniel and i help consulting consult with you no fees just savings you pay them a percentage of those savings save on essential services credit card fees you name it let them find it these folks are incredible ihelpconsulting.com how can i help you what's up this is jaheen bell with the game cops and you're now listening to inside the game cops show with jc and phil Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, everybody. Remember, the first hour of the show is brought to you by Cindy Searfoss and the Colwell Banker Kane Realty Team here in the Upstate. Give Cindy a call for all your Upstate residential real estate needs, 864-414-5271. And the show in whole is brought to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. Give John Barber a call for your next project, 803-446-4662. I like these new breaks, JC. That's, that, that's going to be a pretty good one. I'll be able to, be able to run... You know, grab some coffee yeah. during that one. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> hey, and I, I adjusted the volume because some of our uh, some of our voiceover talent is a little. They're a little loud, right? <laughs> Including me. Uh, so, so I kind of tried to get those levels of you know, run a little more smoother, man. We, I was like, you know, I, I, a lot of it's time too because I get busy yeah. during the season and stuff and boy i'll be busy for the next two weeks but uh i figured i better mm-hmm. knock it I, I got up at like four this morning i was like all right i'm gonna knock this out and i did gw gwo for life in the award-winning nana sports chat box uh says on the van and dial podcast i think it's van and rush but yeah it's cool van was saying they ran same some play calls they finally got called they hadn't ran all year but practice yeah beamer actually said that about the uh the um, what is it? The, the the power eye wishbone kind of thing where they threw the pass mm-hmm. to Juju. They said they practice that every week, but they've never used it. Um, it's a good time to break it out, right? He's like, he's like, because we've always and then the play right before they ran it right up the middle. So Clemson, Clemson was playing tendencies like you should, and sometimes you get caught with your pants down. Um, Daddy O does not agree. Diehards a Christmas movie. He's like, A Christmas Carol is more a movie about commodities trading. <laughs> The Die Hard is about Christmas or Forrest Gump, a football movie. Uh oh. You know. Uh, Grover's just do another Hallmark movie starring the ACC, JC. Yesterday was the best show yet. Yeah, I think those are two different things. How did I get on the Hallmark movie? Was that about, I thought the ACC was just like relationship, like they're in that relationship, or did I turn it into a Christmas movie? 
I can't remember okay. how Hallmark came up. I mean, we're so you know, I, I can't either. Consciousness I, I, at times, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like stream of conscious, but you know, if the ACC were in a Hallmark movie, what I could see happening is like uh, they, uh, you know, they're sad and at home alone because uh, l- 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 let's flip and squint the script here. Let let's we could say that because Hallmark's not going to make a movie about a sad guy, right? Right. They're not making a Christmas movie about like I'm JC Sherbert. They're like, oh, poor JC. His woman left him. He's at home all alone. He did everything for her. And she finally, you know, the other guy or whatever. So, so they're not going to follow that ACC storyline, right? Hmm. So let's flip the script. <laughs> let's say the <laughs> ACC is a, is a female uh, and put her in there. And then, like, uh, you know, years ago, because she spent all this time chasing this guy. Years ago, you know, and it's Christmas and she's sad. She's her mom calls, you know, hi mom. I'm okay. Uh, it's just really hard. Yeah, I miss him. Mom, I just put so much into it. Blah blah blah. So then, there we go. No, uh, it's not then, her mom, it's Mac Brown. That's who calls her. It's Mac Brown. Yeah, yeah. Mac Mac Brown can play the dad. Yeah. Hey yeah. dad. <laughs> How are you doing today? How are you doing, Missy? Is everything okay? I just want to make sure everything's okay. Uh, we're down here in Chapel Hill, and you know, and then like so, that's that's the ACC. And then so years ago, she turned her nose up at at, at a guy that's now like a like a fireman. Uh, he was a fireman at the time called West Virginia. And so she gets drunk and goes outside and slips and busts her damn head on the ice. And he just happens to be riding by, rushes her to the hospital, uh, and he's all hunky and fireman-y, you know. She's probably like, how should I go on that fireman about chasing that jerk Notre Dame or whatever? And so he takes – West Virginia saves her and, and takes West her to the Virginia hospital. West Virginia saves her. And, and nurses her back to – gives her warm apple cider and sweet loving. Uh, and then, and then they, they get together at the end. Like they should have done to begin with if you weren't a snobby B.I., you know what? Right, yeah. <laughs> so there's my take on the ACC as a Christmas movie. Um, all right, ACC is the Bravo channel. Hunter asked if Browse isn't the lead guy who is. I don't. I don't know that there. I think there's a lot of options right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 I know that we sat here on the show and preached urgency two weeks ago. So I kind of felt like a hypocrite in a, a bit. But I mean, shoot, man, the last two weeks changed everything. And there was um, no way to predict that was going to happen. I mean, you know, yeah. you'd be. <laughs> uh, but so, so I think Beamer's got time to kind of figure it out. I know I'm going to get some questions. Well, what about recruiting and what about that? I, I think I think Shane Beamer and the rest of the staff will they'll recruit just fine. I, I don't I don't mm-hmm. think that's going to be an issue. But um, I do think that uh, it's trading places a Christmas movie. Let me think on that, Hutch. Uh, no, uh, so let me go back to go back to Beamer. So, so the timeline, I, I can just I can report this. Browse is in the mix, um, definitely. Uh, the Dan Mullen thing. There's a little. There's a couple of pieces of information I got that that le- make me lean toward maybe on him. Uh, and then Graham Harrell, I got his name confirmed. Now, there's other names out there, and, and I'm sure Beamer's going to look around. Uh, the one name out there, Liam Cohen from the Rams, that would be the only one I would say no. Yeah. I, I would use the 
the face plant emoji uh, with that. So uh, I can't tell you who the leader in the clubhouse is. As soon as I find out, I will let you know. Krieger says, doesn't get any better than Elf. Elf, really good one. Uh, mm-hmm. Sondra asked, Harbors visiting Maryland today. That kind of came out of nowhere, didn't it? Not really. Uh, keep in mind, Sondra, the University of Maryland is inside the Beltway in College Park, Maryland. It's in D.C. That's where Harbor lives. Uh, it's like it would be like me when I live in Sparta. It would be like me living in Lexington and going and visiting USC. Um, so I, I don't necessarily know that that was like an out-of-nowhere kind of deal. Um, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, I think my internet well, – there it goes. I'm coming back there. Uh, no, you're good. KFC is Stone Blanton still playing basketball uh, or baseball. Yes, that's his plan. Uh, Tyler is probably like in my shoes. Okay, Tyler. So if you go to Tampa for the bowl, we will have a beer. Uh, my wife is an unreasonable diehard Notre Dame fan. I don't think my marriage can survive if we play them in the bowl. Well, we've got <laughs> something in common. <laughs> Seriously. No, I mean, like, like, look, look, I, she is, she's, she's a weird fan, right? Um, because like like the Bears will lose. She's like, ah, it's the Bears. And she'll be disappointed and yell at the TV and stuff or the White Sox or whatever. And don't jinx them. But only two times have I seen her get like emotional after a game. And they're the strangest games, too. Last year on New Year's Day, she watched watches Notre Dame play Oklahoma State in the Fiesta Bowl. They're killing them. I'm over here watching another. I think I'm watching Arkansas Penn State in, in the other in the my uh right here where I'm recording. And I'm like, oh, it looks like Notre Dame's got it. And then Oklahoma State came back. And for a month, she told everybody, I'm done with Notre Dame. I'm done with Notre Dame. I'm done with Notre Dame. So we're, we're sitting there in bed watching Southern Cal Notre Dame the other night. And, and they're losing, and they were expected to lose. And all of a sudden, I hear just giving away my sweatshirts, just not wearing them anymore, just giving away all my stuff. Just can't, I can't take this anymore. She was serious. She was like us. <laughs> when so the Gamecocks lose. Many <laughs> of you out there, I've seen you on the message board. I just can't do this anymore. I don't know. It's life's too, too hard. Short. It's too rough. Yeah, life's too yeah. short. That's yeah, that's my fear. Life's yeah. too short to be a Gamecock fan. Yeah. Like that, you know. yeah, it's like wow. <laughs> um uh Nana Sports chat box rolls on. Xavier mentions maybe the plane went to Atlanta to talk to someone whose name rhymes with Sean Elliott. <laughs> um Say, I'll say, I'll say this. Shane was not. I can confirm Shane was not on the plane. That was not Shane on the plane. I don't know who was, but not Shane. Shane on the plane. That's like snakes on the plane. Is that a Christmas Shane movie? On the plane. Know. Yeah, that's right. I don't know. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, and Sondra brings up a good point. Sean Elliott's family lives in Columbia. Yeah, so that, that's not a hard one there. Clint says, you should have encouraged her to get rid of all her Notre Dame stuff, JC. No, nah, I'm like a free uh, – I'm a free uh, – free, free, uh, freedom, freedom. You get freedom around my house, right, uh, to pull for every team except like one. Yeah, right, yeah, that's right. Yeah, there's only one off-limits team in my home. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, and, and trust me, I, I was in a, I had a girlfriend before I had this one, and that was tough. That was that was brutal. Seventy six yeah. is. I'm forty four. I'm a man. I'm a man. <laughs> the newspaper is garbage, and the editor that let it out is garbage. Look, man, when he everybody talks about I'm a man, but do you know how he insulted the, 
what he said to her. Like, you're not a mother and you maybe never will be. I mean, I'm like, whoa, dude. He'd yeah, get fired if he did that now. Yeah, epic. You could not get away with that now. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> he does say some stuff people try to cancel him for every now and then. He's, he's just oh, like, yeah. Yeah. Shane on the plane. Yeah. Nobody cares. He's my, he's my gun that you would come to expect it. Yeah. Um, Shane on a plane is Gamecocks fan version of Elf on a Shelf. Isn't Shane on a plane? Up, Shane's on a plane and somewhere different. <laughs> Jesse says, we'd love to see Sean come coach the offensive line. That's not something I can rule out. I'll just say that. I can't rule that out. Um, Gamecock fan brings up a point here about Dan Mullen. It's like, uh, and I, I always say this, I, look, I didn't think what happened with Torian Gray at Florida was fair to Torian because I'm like, oh, really? You have one of the worst defensive coordinators in the history of the SEC. Everybody's carved him up like, save me the net, Clark, you know, like a Christmas <laughs> turkey. You know, uh, he, he's he's volatile. I mean, I mean, Steve Spurrier loved coaching against Ty Grantham, man. A lot of people do. And, and, and there were some games where he would shut people down, but Florida missed him wherever he was, man. You know, not that good. Uh, and you're gonna you're gonna punt Tory and Gray. <laughs> it didn't make any sense to me. Um, but I, I'll say this: with all this stuff, you know, Mullen's a jerk. Mullen Mullen doesn't fit the culture. Mullen doesn't do this. I, I'll tell you this right now: Shane Beamer, like, look. So Shane Beamer. So so Matt. I'll, I'll compare this to Matt Luke. So Matt Luke, I think. So after a second year at Ole Miss, they're like, you know, you need to improve or you're going to get fired. And so he went out and hired Rich Rodriguez as OC and McIntyre as his DC, redid his coordinators. And that to me was sort of desperate, an act of desperation, if you will, uh, on the part of Luke. Uh, but but I think he had just maybe lost the Egg Bowl or something like that. And, uh, you know, you don't do that at Ole Miss. And uh, he wasn't a very – he was kind of an internal promotion anyway. Uh, so he got a mandate and he had a lot of pressure on him. And sometimes, you know, that's when you make desperation moves. Shane Beamer is about to probably double his salary. Uh, he's not only beloved by the game. Everybody's happy with Shane right now. Right. Uh, beloved the national media. I mean, look, he's hosting, uh, on the SEC. He's hosting with Marty and McGee. Uh, in SEC Nation tomorrow before the SEC championship game. Uh, I can't remember a South Carolina coach being asked to do that. Um, hottest coach in the nation, right? So so Shane does not have to make desperate decisions, right? Uh, and, and I say that to say this. So let's say hypothetically rumors are true and he, you know, does – Dan Mullen's the guy. Um, Shane is not going to make that move if he thinks it's going to poison his culture and he's not going to make that move. If it offends his friend of 40 years, you know, Tory and gray, who he kind of grew up with and Torian was with him at Virginia tech and with his dad. Uh, you know, if Torian has a problem, a huge problem with it, it's not going to happen. No. And um, it's not like he's going to, you know, take off somebody just from an operational perspective is one of the best coaches, obviously on staff. Yeah, it's no culture no notwithstanding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of good OCs out there. Mullen probably has the best resume of all of them, but 
There's a lot of good OCs out there. Joey says, saw today, Atkins is out recruiting at high schools. Yeah, I'm going to explain this too because Arkansas fans on their message board the other day, like Kendall Browse is out recruiting as well. Uh, well, let me rephrase that. The game, they haven't hit the road yet. They hit the road Monday, I think. I think it's Monday. Um, and what they did was sat leaving. You, you, you want to put 10 on the road, right? All your assistants. And so Atkins is going to go on the road. And Greg's really good at this, by the way. Like a lot of these guys, Carolina gets in on early and stuff, are the, are the result of him hustling, going by high schools, getting tape, talking to people. He's very good at it. And, and it's let you know, it's less stressful than getting out on the football field coaching because you're running around the heat and all this good stuff. Uh, so, so I think he can handle it. Uh, a little travel here. Uh, and they put Lonnie Teasley on the road, too. Uh, and what I was going to say, Arkansas fans took it as a sign that Kendall Browse was not leaving because he was out recruiting. Uh, and I'll tell this little story. I was at the Shrine Bowl of the Carolinas in uh, 2007, after, after 07. Tyrone Nix is standing there in his Gamecock shirt, and the next thing you know, there's a report that uh, Tyrone Nix uh, has taken the Ole Miss uh, defensive coordinator job. <laughs> and he confirmed it. He's like, yep, I'm gone. Uh, so so th- it's a tricky time of the year where guys, you know, you have to go have guys recruit and do their job. Guys are going to do their job right up until the point that they – Go do it someplace else. I think you do your telling, job until it's not your job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I think what was telling about Sat was it's like, oh, you got it. Well, shoot, have a go on, get your office office cleaned out. You know, great. Best of luck. That's a good deal. Uh, Hutch says I love the meme Gundy they is. put out about you know the the production over the last two games, and then it was like you know Tennessee this and that, Clemson this and that. And then a week later, off to Lincoln, you know, look what we got. And I'm like, hey, more power to you. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> All I got to say to that is go Big Red. Go Big Red, you, GBR. <laughs> I, I, I know you Panthers fans hate Matt Rule. I love Matt Rule. I love Matt Rule. Love him. Uh, and in all honest, all seriousness, I think it, it, Matt Rule could win there because he he's – what you what you do in the pros if you're a good college coach doesn't matter. I mean, <laughs> shoot, we saw Bobby Petrino win three games with the Falcons and only only last thirteen games, and in two years at Arkansas, he's winning eleven games. You know, it, it, it doesn't matter. Um, is Mike Gundy a Christmas movie? <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Xavier mentions when he was younger, he forbade himself from marrying a Clemson fan. I tell you, it would have to be an awfully good relationship. Uh, I'll even go so far as to say it would have to be a very giving relationship on her end, and to leave it at that. Uh, she he ended up marrying a Florida fan. Florida girls are cool. I, I like Florida girls. I've had, had Tennessee girls before I met this one, Notre Dame. One Clemson for four years, but I honestly don't think I was – I don't know that that was ever going to be long-term, just to be honest. A Georgia fan, Tennessee, uh, Alabama. I fit the SEC up pretty good. Uh, lucky to know football's <laughs> r- not round, but uh, Tennessee, uh, you know, and, and all that. And then, you know, Gamecocks, too. Um, GWO for life says, go sleep on the couch, clown. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Clint says, uh, Matt Luke did a good job considering the circumstances. 
Uh, Jesse says, JC, seems like Spencer is set to leave. Would you give the nod to Luke or try to invest in Braden or Tanner? Uh, don't know where you're seeing that. Uh, let me know where you're seeing that because we just – I just saw that Shane said Rattler's playing in the bowl game. Luke's not going to uh, – I don't know if you're talking about next year or the bowl. Luke won't play the bowl because uh, he's he, he, they won't do his red shirt. Um, that kind of thing. Uh, blah, blah. Saw Ra Ra Thomas is uh, transferring from Mississippi State. Wasn't he a Gamecock commit at one point? Is that his nickname? What's his, what's his other name? I mean, I, I don't remember a rah-rah being committed to Carolina. Just let me know. I'll get back to you on that. Um, 76 is maybe we keep Atkins as an analyst and Teasley can coach the O-line. I mean, you know, it, it just depends on Greg Atkins' health. Uh, rah-rah Thomas. Is, yeah, what, what's his name? Um, JC uh, – or, I'm sorry, Gabe got fan on, on Mullen. He adds, I thought if Shane wanted Mullen, he would talk to Greg first. I think so, too. Uh, I think so, too. Um, Justin says, married a Tar Heel fan. Have I dated a Tar Heel? High school. Junior high. No. Yeah. Junior high. Tar Heel fan. Right here. Let's just go. Yeah. Rodarius. Rodarius Thomas. Rodarius Jaquan Thomas. I don't remember him being committed. uh, Where's he from? Ufala. Alabama City, you follow Alabama High School, you follow. Um, Maybe that kid, yeah, he may have been committed. I remember them having a, oh, yeah, he's, uh, Bobby had him committed, I think. Uh, As far as portal guys, uh, I don't know. Um, I'm going to, once guys start getting into the portal, they're going to kind of sort them out. I can tell you they're going to be pretty active. Um, But as far as, like, their portal board, they don't know. Uh, except rumors, who's in until they're in, and then they'll do that, uh, all that thing. Uh, Jesse says, who calls the games with Todd Ellis? Because he sounds just like Phil. I don't oh, know if I'm Phil flattered sounds- that you think that I sound like Tommy. Of course, I'm, you know, that would mean that I sound like I've been doing this for 50 years and I'm a septuagenarian. Uh, so I'll, I'll take that as a compliment. Yeah, I, I remember now, GC fan Rodarius Tom Rodarius Thomas. Yeah, he was he. Bobby had it. Bobby Bentley had him committed out of Ufala. Um and so yeah, he decommitted, or maybe they maybe dropped him. I don't remember exactly how all that went down. Um, so we'll see, we'll see. I mean, we'll see if he gets back in or not. Uh, Krager says Beamer on Chuck Oliver said no one's told him they aren't playing in the bowl. So that's it. Clint says, I don't think he was ever committed to us. He may have just been a target, but I remember Bentley, Bentley was recruiting. I think he was. Yeah, he was. He was committed for a while. Uh, and then things started to kind of fall apart um, on that. So Nana Sports chat box right here on Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Uh, Michael mm-hmm. Flint coming up. I'm sure Michael's a happy man today. Uh, and kind of, oh, yeah. some, <laughs> of the stuff, some of the stuff he said going into the games the last two weeks, Phil, about how to attack the defenses and stuff. That's what Carolina did. And they exactly what they kind of panned out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's rare you're sitting here on a, on a talk show and you, anybody says something that makes any sense when you apply it to the weekend. But uh, it was, it was pretty good uh, there. 
Um, Ashley says since Cam Smith signed with an agent, he wouldn't be eligible to play in the bowl now. Had they, I thought they changed the agent rules because the NIL under NIL. Yeah, that's why I thought it was different. Or maybe it's that thing. Are we going to go after Ali Jennings, a wide receiver out of Old Dominion? I I don't. If he's good, depending on where he went to high school, yes. uh, But they're not. Like I said, guys. You can keep, you can ask me about guys, <laughs> uh, but understand like the, the coaching staff, they don't they, they're not sitting there going, oh, Allie Jennings is in, he's a yes, or, or Rodriguez Thomas there, he's a no. They the, the portal hadn't even opened. They're kind of formulating lists and stuff like that. Uh, I've got the name of a few guys, but uh, they you know I won't know until the picture kind of, you know, the picture gets painted, so to speak. And because the, co- the coaching staff doesn't, doesn't know they, they, what they do in the port, they identify needs and then they go evaluate and go, Oh, well, this guy's good or whatever. Um, Danny O'Brien has a really good point though. I was going to say we're in a better position than three weeks ago. Options, options, options. That's the good thing now is we are now a prime destination. <laughs> I mean, just turned it around hey. for not only players but coaches. That's the good thing is that you know Beamer's phone's blowing up from you know recruits as well as potential hires. Uh, well, no, there's no doubt. I mean, there's no doubt about it. And and you look at it, and it's like you know, all of a sudden, man, oh man, you know, uh, the whole trajectory's changed. And I, I think too, if you're a portal guy, especially if you're from a lower level school, you know. You, like I said, you look at it, South Carolina had three players that made big plays in the football game Saturday. One's uh, from East Tennessee State, one's from James Madison, and one's from Wingate. Uh, Brooks, uh, uh, you know, Nate Atkins, and uh, Juice Wells. And they've done pretty well with lower-level guys, too. I mean, I think um, – as far as that goes. And if you look at the NFL draft numbers and, and, and data and all that, you know, there's a lot of guys from FCS and group of five that do get drafted. I mean, you can't take a whole roster from, you know, group of five and expect to compete, but position here, position because there's always guys that are better, you know, than what uh, the level of college football they're playing on is. So that's a, uh, that's my take there. Uh, you know, hope hope people believe me because sometimes, you know, sometimes people will sit there and go, "Oh, why didn't they recruit? Why are they recruiting these guys that don't have SEC experience?" And then I, I could point out probably ten guys that have gone from one SEC school to another, and they can't cut it at one, so they can't cut it at the other, uh, and all that. And then there are guys like Juice that just blow up, uh, and then there are guys like. Uh, that were at one school that go to another that uh, are both power five and powerhouses that play well, like Caleb Williams and 25 other guys at Southern Cal's Lincoln Riley got out of the portal last year. Um, so there you go. But I, I do think that, um, you know, I do think uh, for real, I, I think that they're going to target a lot of different guys from different levels uh, and we'll see sort of, you know, where they go, what position, I, you know, obviously I think linebacker and edge, on defense, maybe corner, uh, some guys at all three levels, probably offensive tackle. They offered to see this kid they offered yesterday. He's at the University of Rhode Island. Uh, Carolina offered him. He has 23 offers, <laughs> uh, from the portal. And so, uh, you know, they're after him and all that. So, so look, it's just, uh, and I think what the staff's planning on doing is, 
you know, try to capitalize on this momentum with visits and, and recruits and interest and all that and just let the chips fall where they may. Uh, you know, last year, you know, nobody would have expected they would have gotten Stogner and Rattler out of the portal. Uh, when Juice Wells uh, came through, he had Florida, Texas, North Carolina offers, uh, and they shut all those guys down and got them. So, uh, and you got, and, and I think, I think some of them were Phil were before the bowl. So they were a six and six football yeah. team that had just mm-hmm. gotten shut out by Clemson. Now, you know, they're the hot at one of the hottest teams in college football. So, you know, we'll see sort of what happens there. Uh, all right, about to get to break. We'll have Flint come come in again. Breaks are a little shorter uh, these days with uh, the show here. By the way, update on the poll: Die Hard is is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yes, fifty six point nine percent. No, forty three point one percent. Oh, it's tight. Man. So there you go. There you go. It's tight. There's a lot of talk about it um, and all that good stuff. Um, all right. So we'll be back, uh, here after these messages inside the Gamecocks, the ship. Just as your state farm agent combines good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates, you can combine your home, auto, life, or small business insurance with Tony Pope State Farm Insurance today. And guess what you'll get? That's right, even more good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates. In fact, Tony Pope State Farm is your go-to agent anywhere in South Carolina, North Carolina, or Georgia for the service you deserve at the price you want. So try combining your home, life, auto, and or small business insurance today. Tony Pope State Farm has been in business for more than 30 years and can handle anything you need in the tri-state area. Once again, Tony Pope State Farm will help you mix and match perfectly. Call 843-851-2222 or visit TonyPope.com today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Whoop, whoop, easy. He's got a tiger by the tail, he has. He better hang on too. People have spoken. Nana's Porch was voted the third best food truck or trailer by the Charlotte newspaper Public Poll. Also, their pimento cheese mm, took third in a contest exclusively for products made in the state of North Carolina. I will let Noah Hall tell you about the rest. Nana's Porch, Southern Cuisine with an Uptown Twist. If you're in the upstate of South Carolina and are in need of residential real estate services, Cindy Bass, Searfoss of Caldwell, Banker Kane is for you. Ask her about the village at Creekside, all of her listings in my hometown of Spartanburg, South Carolina, right there on Daniel Morgan Avenue, married to a lifelong Gamecock fan. And many of our listeners have already bought homes from her and been 100% satisfied with the detail and care she uses. Cindy Searfoss, 864-414-5271, Caldwell Banker Kane in the upstate for your real estate needs. This is Braylon Wimmer, South Carolina Gamecock Baseball, and you are listening to Inside the Gamecocks, the show with JC and Phil. Go Cops! Nice. Welcome back, everybody. A little Sanford and Son action to bring you back to the show here. <laughs> love it. Love it. Second hour of the show, y'all, is brought to you by the Burgesson team at Remax at the Lake. Give Adam or Derek a call or shoot Adam an email at A Burgesson. That's A B E R G E S O N. And don't forget Meredith McKellar Enterprises, Meredith Taylor. Uh, we have not 
polished up her latest ad spots, but uh, check out McKellarEnterprises.org. Um, she is actually doing some gift certificates here for the Christmas season, so that would be great for the golfers in your homes. Hit up Meredith at Mayor Taylor on Twitter or shoot her an email. What is it? McKellar? I can't remember what her email address is, but uh, McKellarEnterprises.org. Yeah, yeah. Hit her up on Twitter oh. at Mayor Taylor. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the way, sh- go ahead. Sorry. No, no. I was just going to say, yeah, you're. Uh, she's booking the virtual uh, lessons right now for after the first of the year. Got her gift certificates up, and we'll even do some one-on-one instruction with you. Just get in touch with her, and she'd be happy to get you moving. Inside the game, guys. The show presented by Express Sunrooms of Columbia rolls on. Did want to give a shout out to Eric Kimry. Uh, yeah. We know Eric was at Carolina, and Eric uh, took the job at Baylor in Chattanooga. They won the state championship. How about that? They beat Brentwood Academy for the first time ever, on, I believe, on their way to doing it. And uh, then I think beat Montgomery Bell Academy, if I'm not mistaken. Another big Nashville private school. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Sheaves. Oh, my God. I can't believe Montgomery Bell lost. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, the other day, but we're joined. We're joined by somebody who's probably known a few sheaves in his life and told him to go get. Well, never mind. Michael Flint, Wando in the house. Hey, you have to be glowing this week, man. Uh, a lot of uh, it's been about you know nine years of misery until uh, last Saturday. That's kind of uh, kind of what we were. After the game, it's like we got all year. We finally got a year. 365 days. <laughs> yeah. It was what a game, game man. What a game. Well, you called some of uh, – you know, like like when, when Spencer got out of the pocket and Rattler got out of the pocket and threw the 72-yard touchdown to Juice Wells, uh, I, I kind of heard you say, get him out of the pocket. Uh, and they did. Uh, and it was one of the biggest plays of the game. So – how did you kind of see that uh, unfolding? What did you know? I, I thought Carolina as a team did a great job of overcoming adversity, continuing to fight or whatever. But uh, I, I thought at some point, you know, you just kind of realize Clemson's not going to let them run the ball, so you got to find another way to do it, and they did. Yeah, I'll tell you that. You know what Spencer's been able to do the last couple of games has been very impressive. You can see his talent, the arm talent that he has, the, you know, the mobility, he's not the fastest guy in the world, not the most, not the, not the shiftiest, but he can make plays with his legs. And you saw what happens kind of when you can get him a clean pocket, however that may be, whether that's, you know, it drop back and the offensive line is just better than the guys in front of him. Or if you got to move the pocket a little bit by getting him kind of outside and, 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 and moving that pocket around, you can see how good he can be, how accurate he can be. And, you know, I think we've, taken for granted a little bit how well that he has thrown the deep ball and you go back and look and you see the deep balls that you know dj was throwing versus the deep balls that rattler was throwing rattler threw a catchable ball every single ball downfield which was huge um and you could see a lot you know with throw to juice wells i think a lot of that you just you see how accurate he can be and how good he really is and how how you know he's got a really good arm it seems like he could throw it a mile but he's got great touch as well and, you, you know, it was on full display the last couple of weeks, especially against Clemson. You know, he did have a couple of tough, you know, interceptions there. But, um, you know, you see how good is he, he really can be when you can get him a clean pocket to throw out of. Um, and, you know, we were under the gun a little bit with not being able to run the football. It's hard 
to be successful in the passing game like that when you're trying to run it and you don't have success. Um, you know, we, we were getting stuffed early and and often. I mean, there was no room to run. And, you know, kind of I haven't really rewatched the game at all. But, you know, I don't know what, you know, what really happened as far as not being able to get pushed. You know, is it the linemen? Is it the splits that, you know, the linemen have? Is that kind of attributed to some of that? But Clemson does have a really good defensive line. Um, they're tough up front. You know, we, we started to break them a little bit in the, in the second half, um, being able to have a little success running the ball. You know, I love the fact that we started utilizing quick game to the receivers, which is, you know, almost an extension of the run, those those balls to the flat. Uh, we knew we weren't going to be able to run the, the football. And I think, you know, uh, Satterfield did a really good job of using those receivers as an extension of the run, being able to get the ball quick to the receivers and get five, six yards on first down to give us really good down to distance situations. Um, you know, but it was, you know, overall, you know, I thought it was a well-called game. Um, we didn't try to force the run like we had in the past. We knew we weren't going to have success running the ball, and we did other things to try and, you know, use an extension of the run um, to be able to set up plays downfield. You know, I think that play call to Nate Atkins, I think, was huge. Um, getting him out of the backfield, I think we had said, you know, we got to be able with Nate Atkins in the backfield, we got to be able to get him the football. Um, yeah, you, you, know, said, in, you in said the, that in, Friday, yeah. Yeah, in the passing game. That was a huge play. Um, I think the probably the ballsiest call of all was that fourth down throw to 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 Juju. I mean, I didn't <laughs> see that coming. I'll tell you, I was in shock. I just I thought we were running it and I was like, here we go. And when Spencer came up and threw that ball, I mean it was a beautifully thrown ball. Um God, it was so impressive. But I think we learned a lot about Shane Beamer. We learned a lot about this program in the direction it's headed. I know we talked last week about, you know, everything against Tennessee went right. Everything went right. Didn't have to face adversity. You saw how we reacted. But going on the road, we knew there was going to be adversity. You know, we knew Carolina was going to face adversity. And you saw how these guys reacted. Being down 14 to nothing. You know, in other years with other head coaches at certain points in time, does, does, does Carolina fold? You know, a lot of times, yeah. But you look at the fight in those guys, and I tell you, the, at, by the end of the by the end of the first half, I had a really good feeling. And you know, I was talking to my brother-in-law and my brothers, and I said, "This game just has a different feel to it. It's got a different feel." And I said, "You know, if we come out and stop them in the in the in the opening drive of the second half, I like our chances, and we don't allow them to score. And dang, if we didn't come out and stop them, get the ball back, go down and score." And it was from then on. I said, "Man, I." I think we're going we're going to win this game. I think we should have won by more, you know, based on some of the the, the turnovers and where they were, um, some of the mm. nine calls, the the lateral. That was that should have mm. been a scoop score. There's no, there's not a, there's no way that that wasn't a lateral. But all things said, I think, you know, Beamer's called a lot of flack about, you know, the positivity and find some joy in continuing to stay upbeat and not allow negativity and a lot of these questions after tough games to really drag him down, to drag the program down, taking ownership. And all of that, you can see how all that is is being taken in the building um, between the players, the locker room, the camaraderie. You know, I think it's, you know, you know, a, a lot of – we learned a lot about this program and the direction this program has headed these last couple of weeks, which has been really fun to watch because it's been a long time since – I think our program as a whole has been on that trajectory. And I think it's just 
it's it's massive. And I think Coach Beamer has you know really solidified, you know, that he trusts, you know, in his what he's building as a program. He's never wavered from it. Um, the team has never wavered from it. They've all been there behind him the whole time. And you know, I think as a fan, myself feeling the frustration after some games, um, you know, like Florida, like Missouri, you know, was there and it was. But then you think about it as a player and you're like, you got to stay the course. You have to stay the course, continue to believe in what, you know, continue to believe in what Coach Beamer's saying, continue to believe in what he's preaching, what the culture is, what the environment is. And these last couple of games has really solidified, you know, I've always believed in them, but I think it solidified the fan base's, uh, you know, trust and belief in, in the program and the direction it's going. And I think the players have always bought in, but – you just look at how these guys handle adversity. It is, it's, it's amazing. And I think you look at coach Beamer as a leader and, you know, there wasn't a better guy for this job than him. Yeah, I agree with that. I think to that point too, Michael, you know, everybody's talking about Beamer ball, you know, Beamer ball 2.0 and the original Beamer ball, of course, is special teams and defense, you know, his father comes up with that finds ways to win when he knew he had a deficit on offense. But I think the iteration that we see now it does, yes, have an emphasis on the defense and special teams, obviously, but I think that speaks more like Shane's Beamer ball is a lot different than his father's and that I think it's a cultural thing. I think it's a, an internal and inside out kind of deal from within the program. Um, and I, I think the Clemson game really was just like just embodied that, that his spirit. It was like the team just played with that spirit that, you know, a lot of people – laughed at and denigrated, you know, in the hype and the preseason and, you know, when we're losing and, you know, not scoring offensive touchdowns in Florida, but it was just like that fight, you know, that he instilled in them just really showed up exactly when it needed to. Oh, I mean, there's no doubt about it. I mean, you look at just the overall attitude and effort from the team. I mean, a hundred, you know, hundred percent, right. I think, you know, as far as, you know, looking at everything with defense and special teams and, you know, how it's all done. I mean, yeah, I, I completely agree. I think, you know, the MVP of the game on Saturday was Kai Kroger. I mean, you go back and look at what he did. It is, I mean, really is amazing. The field position, the way we were able to flip the field position on Clemson to be able to make it a positive for us. I mean, there, you know, a couple of times did they drive it down the field opening. Yeah, I mean, you know, they, they, they sustained, they, they had some drives, but, you know, they were going to have to go, they were going to have to earn it. Every score they had, they were going to have to earn it. And, you know, him being able to pin them inside the inside the five, inside the 10 was unbelievable. And just the average, I think that he deserves a lot of credit. Um, you know, the worst punt of the afternoon, Nate Atkins with the fumble. I mean, you look at that. I mean, the effort and the way that the way that, you know, she, you know, Coach Beamer and Coach Limbo are able to exploit things just based on personnel. I mean, you know, I. I think JC read an article. I don't, I don't, I forgot who wrote it. It might've been you, but the matchups that we exploited on special teams, you know, with Nate Atkins on, you know, Drew Sweeney or, you know, something like that. The way that we were able to match up against them was so favorable and Clemson was set up to fail from the beginning. I mean, we, you know, out coached them on special teams and special teams is one thing that won the football game. You always say there's, you know, it's not just offense and defense. There's three aspects to 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 the game, and special teams is just as important as the other two. And you know, Coach White deserves a whole hell of a lot of credit as well. 
by the adjustments that we made defensively and the way that defensive line uh, came out to play in the second half because, man, it was impressive. <laughs> they were disruptive anytime DJ dropped back to throw the football. I think he looked like Sam Darnold where so at points in time where Sam Darnold said, I'm seeing ghosts out there. I mean, the guys were disruptive. We were bringing guys from different different places and secondary, you know, was 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 on on time was on point i mean to hold them to that amount of yards with the interceptions i think is just impressive in itself and i think uh you kind of saw the the culmination of a season of ups and downs highs and lows of the first of the 11 games previous all come together um you know last last weekend absolutely michael flint uh one so do you have a bowl preference uh, you, everybody seems to be the subject of some debate and uh, all that. So, any any preference uh, on the bowl? You know, I think any of the options that we have that we're up for are you know are great. I think. I mean, for me, I think looking where we were two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I think you know we we have taken anything just to get to a bowl. And at this point, I think the options that we have, you know, we got to look and be, be be appreciative of, you know, where we are now versus where we were. But I think, you know, it's a, I think this is like we've talked about program changing moments in these last couple of weeks. I mean, from a recruiting standpoint and everything else, I think we have a massive opportunity in front of us, no matter which bowl we go to, whether it be ReliQuest, Citrus or the Gator Bowl. I think with the opponents that are being thrown around out there by who we could potentially face Notre Dame or Florida State, um, you know, the quality of team that we have an opportunity to go play against is massive. You know, I think. Being able to go to that to the to to the Citrus Bowl, I think, is huge. You know, I think any of them are really good. I think the Gator Bowl would be phenomenal. But you know, any three is you're 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 playing in Florida around New Year's, and I mean that means that you've 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 had a pretty good year. You know, you, you you've had a good year, and you know, I don't really mind. I think the Citrus will be fun. Um, you know, the 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 exposure for the program would be you know would be unbelievable. Uh, being able to play in that bowl game. Absolutely, I, I think playing Notre Dame too. That would uh, that that automatically because they have such a big uh, a big fan base and, and they get so many TV eyeballs. Uh, and they're Notre Dame. I mean, uh, and if you think about it, if they go to Tampa and let's say they win, South Carolina. This is this is a crazy stat. South Carolina will be five and one in the ReliQuest slash Outback Bowl. Right? They'll beat Notre Dame once. Ohio State twice and Michigan twice, so they will have run the uh, the Midwest trifecta, right? Those are three pretty storied football programs, right? I mean, you uh, say so that I, you look at it, golly, yeah, that's it's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I kind of smile thinking about it, you know, and uh, uh, but then I, I wake up with night terrors and dread because my fiance is another name fan. I'm not going to be able to sleep in the house for the hotel room. <laughs> To no win for What's you, up sweating that. Yeah. <laughs> to no win. All right. Well, Mike, man, we're going to get out of here. Uh, we kind of did our, our our little segments. We're doing shorter segments, more breaks now, so we're going to wrap it up with you. But we really appreciate you the whole season. Uh, we'll get back in touch uh, soon before the bowl, break down the matchup and all that, and uh, uh, just appreciate your insight and, and what you bring to the table. Yeah, guys, I've enjoyed it, man. It's been a fun year. A lot of highs and a lot of lows, but – it all kind of evened out at the end, and that trajectory is still going up. So 
it's been a fun one, and I, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. Any time you get to come on and talk football is, a, is, a, is always a good time. Yeah, it, it's a yeah, blessing. Man. It really is, man. It really is. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, man. Talk to you all later. Go Cox. Yes, sir. Michael Wando Flint joins us every Friday. Joins us every Friday during the season. I will point that out. We're going to get him back home before the bowl, but we're, we'll flip things up with our lineup and stuff and obviously have some guys that are seasonal, some guys that aren't, that kind of thing. Um, Charles comes in in the chat box and says, LOL, I wish I loved anything as much as Gamecock Media loves Kimry. I saw that. I don't think he's in it, dude. I think he's like, what, what did Eric Kimry do to you, man? He's a former player. He's a former coach. It was here last year. He won a state championship in his first year. Gosh. I mean, a tough crowd, right? Right, Charles, yeah. Find some joy, man. <laughs> find some joy. <laughs> <laughs> 